You are listening to Alpha Health and Wellness Radio. I am your host, Dr. Haley Schaff, and my goal is to empower you to become the alpha of your health. Welcome back to Alpha Health and Wellness Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Haley Schaff. I am here today to bring you guys a really awesome episode that I really can't believe it took me this long to talk about. So I interviewed Carrie Cootie. She's a pharmacist. She's an integrative health practitioner. And we talk about her transition from more conventional medicine-based care to more natural medicine. And we really dive into essential oils, how she likes to use oils, what oils she likes. like if, And we just kind of really chat a lot about essential oils and why quality matters. She uses the same brand that I do. We both use doTERRA and essential oils have been a really big part of my non-toxic journey. And so it's kind of something where, and we talk about this in the podcast too, where, you know, instead of having a medicine cabinet filled with like Motrin and Tylenol and all these things, I really just have essential oils and herbs and not that those things are necessarily wrong or bad, but just how I don't really find the need for very common ailments over the counter when I have more natural, safe and effective remedies that I can use. And so that's been really, really cool that we, that I kind of was able to look back and see all the different remedies that we use. And, and we both talk a lot about how we use the oils, what we like them for. And I just, It's really been a long time coming because I get a lot of questions on essential oils since I've been sharing them a lot more on my page. I've been using them now for hmm, probably three to four years, I would say consistently. And when I first got into essential oils, I definitely was not using, I'm sure, the cleanest or most pure. And now... You know, I'm, I feel very good about the quality of the oils that I use for our household and I use them all the time in my office. Patients rave about them. They love them. And I think it just creates just so much more of like a natural atmosphere and every oil is very different and their uses are very different and they have very different therapeutic benefits, many of which overlap. So we talk, for instance, about frankincense and how it's kind of like the best of all oils because it's has so many different amazing properties and, you know, we talk about all that. And so it's instead of like a medication where it might just do like one thing, like these oils, they can help with some, you know, whatever you're looking for, but they also will have so many other side benefits as well, which I think is very, very cool. And Carrie is amazing. She's, she's got the cutest little Southern accent. It was so great talking to her and she actually is interviewing me for her podcast this week. So that'll be nice. And it was just so nice that I was able to connect with her. I'd been following her for a while on social media and I know that she actually spoke at the doTERRA conference, which is actually pretty amazing. And so I, after I, that was kind of what I, what tipped me over the edge to be like, okay, I really need to get her on the show because I know that she just is going to be a wealth of knowledge. And I knew that before, but it was cool because she tells us a little bit about what she talked about at the conference and just shared so much more on top of that on how she uses this natural form of medicine and how she kind of transitioned from just her journey and how she uses these things and just kind of breaking it down to lifestyle because I think that that's kind of something we really strongly both align on is 
lifestyle and creating healthy habits that fit our lifestyle, that match our lifestyle, that support our lifestyle. And so that way it's something that we can always continue to do and improve on. And, you know, it'll always be, it'll always be there. And it's not, there's no such thing as a quick fix. And I know that that's something that she's very big on as well. So I am just really, really excited for you guys to listen to this interview in the show notes below, I will link to the essential oils that I use. And so you guys can check them out. And if you have any questions on, you know, why I choose them or how to use them, maybe how to get started. I've had a lot of questions and I always tell people that if you are looking for oils to kind of like fit into your lifestyle, becoming a wholesale member is just, it just makes more sense because you'll always get the oils at a 20% discount. So you'll get them at the wholesale rate instead of just buying them at the full price. So that's worth every penny in my opinion, because that's truly how I've been able to slowly accumulate my, my medicine cabinet throughout the years is just because it makes it so much easier to kind of intertwine them into your lifestyle. So if you have any specific questions on how you can kind of get started with that or what I recommend or anything, please just let me know. And I'm, I'm more than happy to kind of help guide you on that. I definitely would probably like to do some essential oil classes, show you how I use them and just kind of like a beginner's guide, because I feel like that's where a lot of people just could use that support and just knowledge on that. So stay tuned for that because that'll probably be coming very soon. So without further ado, my interview with Carrie Cootie, she's amazing. I hope you guys enjoy it and I can't wait to hear what you think. All right. Well, Carrie Cootie, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. I would love if you could just tell everybody a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you do. Um, and yeah, I'm just so excited to get into today's conversation. Yes, me too. Um, I, I'm, I'm very honored to be here. Glad that you asked me and uh, I'm excited about the conversation that we're going to have. So a little bit about me, as you can probably go right off the bat, I'm just going to let you know I'm from the South. <laughs> so <laughs> I love it. I, I have a great accent and um, this is just how I talk all the time. So um, I am from the South. I live in a very small town called Cochrane in the middle of the state of Georgia. And this is where I grew up. Um, I married somebody that lived here as well. So we live on some farmland and um, have two kids, nine and six, and just loving our life here. I love the slow... Um, pace of life that we have. And especially after the last two years, it's really made me um, even a little bit more thankful to to live in more of a slower pace of life and in, in, in the small town. So um, I've uh, got into pharmacy um, when I was 16. I actually started working in the pharmacy. Well, I actually started working at the front counter of CVS and I realized it was a lot more fun in the pharmacy and it was something that I could do to serve people. So that's actually how I started working in the pharmacy. It wasn't, I didn't mean to, but I just kind of ended up there and I realized, well, this is a way that I could serve people. I I really felt like I was doing a great, um, sir, you know, I was providing great service to them. I was helpful. I was, I was good at it. It was fun. And so I just decided, all right, well, it made good money as well. So I'm going to go to pharmacy school. And um, I, I set out on that path, had some bumps in the road, but um, finally got my PharmD um, and uh, got out, got married and just started living my life. Um, but what I realized uh, very soon after I got out of pharmacy school was there was a stark difference between when I started pharmacy, when I started working in the pharmacy and when I got out of pharmacy school and began working as a pharmacist. Um, 
you know, just the amount of prescriptions people were on, it just really kind of blew me away. You know, I'd been in school and kind of out of, you know, working day to day in the pharmacy. And it, it really did surprise me how many more prescriptions per person on average people took. I mean, I'm thinking, you know, going from like two prescriptions per person to probably five, six, seven was very normal. And, um, but you know, when you're first out of pharmacy school, I was excited. I, I wanted to do good things. And of course I had just spent all this money to go to school. So I didn't really second guess my career at that point. I just, um, wanted to do the best job that I could. But yeah. um, it, it wasn't until um, I, we wanted to try to start conceiving our, um, our first child that kind of took me down this path of <clears throat> looking at my own health and um, seeing what, what the kind of reason was that I wasn't getting pregnant. You know, I, th- I think when, whenever we want to start conceiving, we, you know, I, I myself got off birth control that I'd been on for years and years and just thought I was going to get pregnant the next month. And when that didn't happen, I was really frustrated and confused and, you know, still in the, my twenties. So there's a lot of learning to do there in general, but, um, really grew a lot during that time. And that's sort of when I realized that what I was putting in and on my body might affect the outcome, you know, of how I feel and even that I really couldn't conceive at the time because they couldn't find anything wrong with me. It was just, I was just not getting pregnant. And so that's kind of what um, got me on that journey. And so kind of fast forward, I was able to conceive naturally and um, it just took some time. But uh, I had started following a few people in like the blogger space, you know, they would have healthy recipes or different natural health type of information. And so this one particular person, I just continued to follow. And um, and she was somebody that I already knew and, and liked and kind of even trusted because she just shared a lot about her lifestyle. And she actually uh, had went to a, an essential oil class and came on and shared with us, her followers, about the little kit that she had gotten started with. And I knew right away, like, I've got to try this. You know, if she thinks it's great and she's having even great experiences within the one or two weeks that she's had them, I definitely want to try them. So that's in a nutshell, kind of how I got into um, the natural health in my own life. And I can definitely keep going, but <laughs> um, I, I'm, I just realized at that point, nature and, and the, the powerful things that we can find in nature have such a huge impact on our lives. And I was so interested, like I wanted to know all the things. I'm sure you can relate to that, right? Oh, definitely. Oh my gosh. And so did that conflict with what you had learned in pharmacy school at all? Or like, were you starting to maybe question some things that you had learned in your conventional training or what was your take on that? You know, I I didn't really think a whole lot about that at first because it was just kind of for me. You know, I didn't really think about like helping other people necessarily. I was just thinking about that sounds really selfish, but no, no, no. (laughs) I know what what I mean. Like, I guess I was just focused on myself and like I just want to find natural options because it's really interesting. And, and a lot of pharmacists are probably like this. Like I never really wanted to take medication, even over the counter medications. But especially once I had my daughter, I did not want to give her anything that I didn't have to, that was synthetic. And and even cleaners are brought in my home. Like I was, you know, just learning more about it and realized I didn't want to bring those things in because you learn about all the side effects and they're constantly pulling these things on and, and putting them back on the shelves. And, I just, I guess at that point, once they started 
even things like Tylenol that we would feel like, okay, Tylenol's pretty, you know, I mean, pretty common, pretty harmless, but they kept taking it on and off the shelves and it would just be out of stock and then they put it back. And, and that kind of got me questioning, why, why is this always happening? You know, and, and of course, then I didn't really want to give those things to my daughter and I didn't want to take them personally. So I think that kind of plus the addition of, wow, these, these powerful tools that I have that are now completely from nature with no side effects and no synthetics can do even better than the OTCs could do. Um, that definitely got my mind turning of, okay, this, this is interesting. You know, it just got me thinking, I guess you could say. No, definitely. And I'm sure you kind of were thinking, okay, these things are from nature, these natural things that you're bringing into your household. Then you think of these things that we make in prescriptions and pharmaceuticals. And we're like, how, you know, it kind of gets you thinking. I mean, cause I think back to, I originally wanted to go to pharmacy school. I wanted to help people. And mm-hmm. I was so interested in medicine and like how you could give somebody something and how it could help them. And yeah. it's just so crazy because like, but I was always interested in health and I never really put the two and two together. I was always interested in nutrition and whatever, but I just was like, oh, medicine is so fascinating. And it, and it is still, yeah. but it's not the only way to help people. And it's just so interesting when you actually start looking at ingredients and then you start looking at ingredients in everything. Yes. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like you look yeah. ingredients in over-the-counter medications. You look at ingredients in vaccines and drugs and yeah. like all of these things. And it just really starts to make your mind start wondering like what what is our cumulative toxic burden? Like what are we truly exposing ourselves yeah. to? And so like that was I feel like a big paradigm shift for me to be like, this is, I think the opposite of like the spectrum of health. And so then I, I obviously like did not end up going to pharmacy school and like, there's, there's nothing, I'm not anti-drug by any means because I've taken them and they've really saved me. And I think for acute care, Mm -hmm. it's right on the money. Like it's, we, it's so helpful, but I think in terms of like living a preventative and healthy and holistic, optimal health lifestyle, I think I'm first leaning towards more of like the natural type route. So, and I know that you are too. So what, so what are some ways that you first kind of started were essential oils, the first kind of thing that you had started on like this health journey? Well, you know, when I was looking at these things, um, you know, of course, when you can't get pregnant, (laughs) you Google, um, you know, what are, what are some things that cause, you know, cause this and uh, cause infertility. And so I was learning a lot about how chemicals can clog up our system and how, you know, when we eat just like real whole food that it can make our, I mean, our bodies are just designed that way. I mean, they work best that way whenever we don't clog them up and we give them what they need. And so I guess I'd never really thought about it that way, even though of course it makes complete sense to me. I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd never been the type of person that just ate complete junk and didn't move their body. But in, in, you know, when I really took a look at what I was eating and what I was putting on my body, I mean, you know, it kind of just opened your eyes to be like, oh, maybe I wasn't doing quite as good as I thought I was doing. It's crazy when you take that little self-reflection. It's so funny. Right before we got podcasting, I was looking back at my social media and, you know, I've been in the health quote, health more so I got in the fitness space first and now in the health. And I was looking back at all of these things I used to eat, this protein powder filled with garbage. And like these, I would get like these Trader Joe's sweet potato fries that were had soybean oil in them. And I just look at all of these different swaps that I've made Mm -hmm. throughout the year. And like, then I look at where we are now and I'm like, Oh my gosh, what a journey this has been. But like, what an amazing place that we are now that I, 
like the health that we're, me and my husband are both in and just, yeah, uh, it's just like feeling so much better, but, but not feeling bad that I didn't know better before, but like that I eventually learned and made changes. And, you know, for everybody who listens to this podcast, they're at the same way. We're all at a different place. We all start somewhere different. We all had to start somewhere But for us to be able to, like you said, evaluate your life, where it's at, where you might, your pitfalls might be. And for you, like when you were struggling with your fertility and you were like, you know, I was doing good, but like there probably were things that you could have done better. I think that that's something that we all can definitely appreciate and and take more accountability for ourselves. Definitely. And, you know, just speaking about, you know, when I had the shift as far as um, moving toward more natural, I guess I just got this feeling of, well, how would I need that stuff if I have this? Like, why do I need the processed stuff if I have real whole food that makes me feel great? And why do I need, you know, OTCs and RX medications if I have these natural tools that I can use? I guess it just made me think like they're just not needed anymore. And of course, all the side effects and things, I don't have to worry about that. Like I have a natural tool that I can use. And of course, if I need needed those tools, I'm glad they're there. But they, like you said, they're acute. They're not meant to be taken long term. And I just... I just felt so much better. It was almost like the light switch had been turned on and I could see everything for what it was now. And I just, I just felt this energy and vitality that I'd never felt before. And you just want more of it, right? I mean, you just want to continue with that. Exactly. And so when you were kind of learning these things, like, did it make doing your job as a pharmacist more challenging because of the fact that like you wish that you had time to be able to educate the people like in your patients about these things because I mean I mean correct me if I'm wrong but I don't think that I mean I think the pharmacist schedules are like packed they probably don't have time to like consult on these things yeah uh, definitely not. And for for me personally, I was working in a long-term care pharmacy. So we just literally packaged the prescriptions. Like I would verify them, you know, they would fill them and I would check them and then they would get sent off to the nursing home. So I was really not having much patient interaction. Obviously oh, okay. I was interacting with nurses. So, but in general, I mean, I've worked in retail, you know, I worked there before I got in pharmacy school and no, there's not really much time. And, you know, people come to the pharmacy and they just want to leave. Like they don't, yeah, they're they're not there for a chat. Yeah. Like they, I mean, and and I know there's some pharmacists doing awesome work out there that are really passionate about it. And I'm that I'm glad for that because there's a place for that needed as well. But, um, really for me, uh, you know, I was just kind of getting bored with what I was doing because I just didn't really feel like it was making a big difference. I just, you know, I I guess I just felt like I'm just going to clock in and clock out and try to work as hard as I can because I want to go home and see my daughter. But other than that, like, you know, and, and I'm the type of person I love to learn. I love to kind of be challenged. I like to continue to move forward. And I, and I just didn't feel that want anymore in the pharmacy world. Um, I really, excuse me, I felt it. I want to learn all about these other natural ways that first, I guess I can support my own health, but then of course, you know, other people were interested because they'd already seen me as someone that, you know, I walked every day on my lunch break or I worked out and then I ate healthy. Like they already knew me as that person. And so, you know, they're like, what's this new tool? And so I just started teaching a lot of classes, even though, I was very hesitant to do that because I'm more of a private person. Mm -hmm. And I just felt this really strong pull, like, why would I not share these? 
why would like you know I have to get I basically I had to get over myself, (laughs) which we we do we have to do that before we can really help other and serve other people the best I think so Mm -hmm. there was definitely a time period of that but I just I just wanted to move forward with what I felt like was a really good solution to where the medical system was going. Yeah, and I mean if you think about it, there's there's not much root cause understanding Mm-mm. in the conventional care. It's like, oh, you have high cholesterol. Here's a statin or, oh, you've got high blood sugar. Here's metformin. Yep. Why do I have those things? I don't know. Just take this. And that's not a knock on people who are doing the right work and helping people understand mm-hmm. the root cause. But I just, I just don't feel like in our conventional paradigm that that's, it doesn't allow for that. When you sit down with someone for maybe five to 10 minutes, you don't have time to get into root cause and lifestyle and nutrition. I mean, that takes time. And unfortunately yeah. we're just really missing that. And so, um, yep. what are, I guess, what are some ways or what, what were some, what, what did those classes look like at first? Like that you were teaching, like, were okay. you teaching more on like the essential oils? Were you teaching more on like how to just live like a non-toxic clean lifestyle? What did that look like? Well, the great thing about, um, the, the oil community that I got into, which, which was doTERRA is doTERRA. Um, they are really a wellness based company. So it wasn't what I really connected with. It wasn't just about the oils, like use this oil and you will be, you know, cured or healthy or whatever. It was about what, what is like a wellness lifestyle. And I've always been passionate about helping someone with an entire lifestyle versus just trying to help them use one oil. Um, I mean, I'm glad they want to use them, but I, I, I want to incorporate it into their lifestyle. So I would say the classes that I taught were, they were about what oils are and how to use them. But throughout the class, there was always this weaving of this is a lifestyle and this is how you replace things around your home. And, you know, even the supplements, this is how you supplement a healthy diet, you know? So it wasn't necessarily uh, only about one thing, which I really liked. Um, because I want to give someone the whole picture of health mm-hmm. versus just, you know, this is an awesome tool. Uh, I, I love using oils in, you know, for all kinds of things that come up every day, but I want them to fit in somebody's picture of health, not just be the only product they use in their health. Does that make sense? No, definitely. Because if you think about it, like we can make these natural solutions be almost the same thing as a pharmaceutical. It's just like a, yep. it's just like a replacement. Like, I mean, it's obviously a healthy replacement, which is still mm-hmm. good, but I like you, I'm really on, I'm really passionate about making it a lifestyle, making, making health and wellness a lifestyle and not just like a quick fix, like, Oh, just use this oil when you've got a headache and then boom, whatever yeah. you're done. Right. Um, Let's dive into, so I get a lot of questions on essential oils and that's why I was so excited to bring you into, because I know that you're big into them. You Uh like use them within your lifestyle. You're very, very educated on them. And so I get a lot of questions on essential oils and obviously it's nice because we both use the same brand so we can, you know, when we're talking like quality and stuff, like that's, that's really, really important. But so let's, let's talk a little bit about essential oils, Mm -hmm. um, And just like why choosing clean brands and everything like that is so, so, so important. Yeah. Well, when you think about what an essential oil is, you know, it's something that's found in nature, like a plant, a stem, bark, root, you know, all kind of different parts of a plant. And it's, um, you're getting the very essence of that plant. 
Um, it's very concentrated, right? I mean, and, and we need them to be that concentrated so that they work in our body at a cellular level. Mm-hmm. And so that really matters when you think about what you start with. So you have to start with a high quality plant that has different, you know, um, characteristics to it that then we can get in the most concentrated form and use on in and around us that will create a therapeutic effect. And I think that that may be um, the therapeutic effect is something that I, of course, as a pharmacist have always been super interested in, not necessarily, I think it's great that we can, that they smell good and then we can diffuse them and we're going to get benefits that way. But I've always been interested in how can I use these therapeutically? Like mm-hmm. I want them to work, you know, um, in, at, at a cellular level. And so it matters a hundred percent, the purity, when you think about how potent they are um, and for us to be able to actually get a therapeutic effect from using them. Yeah. Let's, I mean, let's dive into that and like really nerd out on like the cellular effect that they have on our body. Because I know before we were talking about this, you know, before I recorded, I was like, you know, I don't really have a med- like a traditional medicine cabinet. All my medicine yeah. cabinet is filled with like herbs and mainly essential oils. And you're like, Oh, same. And you know, we were kind of talking about how we use them and we can definitely get into that. But like, mm-hmm. I really want to chat about, I want people to, they don't need to understand it like at a chemist perspective, but it is so interesting when you realize like how these natural plant compounds truly have a place in our receptors and in human physiology. Definitely. I think a really easy way to explain it is let's take just a pharmaceutical medication. Um, Actually, I didn't mention this earlier, but I mean, most all pharmaceutical medications are made from something in nature that they take. Yes. yes. And they find an active ingredient. Yeah. So they just the, want like the common ones. Yeah. Like aspirin. I know aspirin and Tylenol are found from, you know, certain things in nature. Those are two that are very common to us. Those and, are from, and, um, those are from willow bark, right? Yes. Salicylic acid. Yes, that's right. Yeah. And so they just take that thing in nature and they go into a lab and they synthesize it and they put that one active ingredient with some other inactive ingredients and fillers. And then they make, you know, a tablet or, or whatnot that we take. And that one active compound fits one type of receptor on your cell. So let's think about, you know, Tylenol. I mean, it fits pain receptors and they block the pain. And so that's why we take Tylenol for a pain reliever. So if you think about something like, for instance, frankincense, it has hundreds of different compounds that fit into a vast array of different receptors. And really when something fits in a receptor on your cell, that really just means that it can turn it on, that it can make it do something. It kind of just is like a locking key that can open the door and, you know, whatever uh, it's trying to get the cell to do, it can do that because it's unlocked um, that key. And so I think that it's so amazing when you think about this is how nature was meant to be used as far as these natural things. It was meant to work in many different ways, not just one. And I think that, you know, even if like, say you were going to use frankincense for one certain thing, you're just going to get so many other benefits that you might not even know are going on from that one drop of oil because it has so many different components to it. So maybe that's a good comparison about oils versus drugs. That's a really good comparison. Whereas like the drugs are kind of more targeted, whereas the essential oil has tons of benefits. I mean, it can help like, you know, I'm thinking of certain ones like frankincense. It has positive impacts on anxiety, but it's really good for stress relief and it's really good for grounding. And like, you can use it topically on things like acne scars and anti-aging and like all the different benefits. It's not just like a one trick pony, like certain 
drugs might be this like they could really right. attach to multiple different receptors what's really also neat about frankincense um and, and other oils too, is that the chemistry of them and the size of the molecules are so tiny that first of all, they can get absorbed in your skin very, very quickly and work very quickly all over your entire body. But specifically frankincense and only a few other oils can do this. They can pass the blood brain barrier. Mm-hmm. And so that is like huge. I mean, not a lot of drugs can do that. Not even right. all oils can do that. And so you just think about the neurological benefits that you can get, you know, that, that it can have, excuse me, whenever it can get into those cells in within your brain. Um, yeah. It's just well, frankincense is super awesome. It's, oh, it's one of the best ones. What are, you said frankincense, what are the other few oils that can pass, pass the blood brain? I know blood, vetiver, blood brain barrier. Yeah. <clears throat> I know vetiver can, um, copaiba can, sandalwood. Those are three of the other ones besides frankincense. There's a handful of them. There's not that many that can pass the blood brain barrier. Copaiba is kind of similar also because it affects cannabinoid system. Is that true? That's right. Yes. So it can, um, it does affect, excuse me, the endocannabinoid system, but it's, um, it's a different part of that system that you don't get any of. And and of course you don't get any of the side effects that you would with CBD as far, you know, you guys know what those are, but it copaiba is one that is often overlooked because everybody just, you know, CBD is kind of a buzzword and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it, but to get a pure one, it's very expensive and mm-hmm. it can have some of those side effects. And Copab is a great one that you can use to get a lot of the same benefits with a fraction of the cost. And you still have that purity there and you get a lot of the same benefits. Do you like to diffuse copaiba or do you like to use it topically, internally? I actually like to use it internally. I feel like it works a lot better that way. Um, Topically, it does work well, but it works more for like inflammation topically. Mm -hmm. Like if you have, you know, if you have a a sore uh, knee or you have a cut or a scrape or something like that on your arm, it works really well to decrease localized inflammation. But whenever you use it internally, it just works at a whole different level. It actually works at a deeper level. And so you can get a lot more of those benefits when used internally. That's so awesome. So mm-hmm. I guess let's go through like, w- what are some common oils that we would have in our medicine cabinet? And like, what are some uses we'd have for them? So we talked about inflammation or what we just mentioned that. So copaiba is a really good one for inflammation. Any others that you'd maybe put on like sore muscles and you would, would you dilute the, these with coconut oil or something? Yeah. So I always, you know, just as a blanket statement, I think it's always a good idea to dilute oils when you use them topically because it actually helps them to work better when you dilute Mm -hmm. them. I mean, some oils are spicy. And so if you put an oil on your skin and it's like red or itchy, that really just means that it's too localized in that one area. And so if you have that problem, just put some coconut oil on top of it or some type of carrier oil, like uh, even olive oil would work um, because it helps disperse it. And actually what it does is whenever you put an essential oil in a carrier, it just weighs it down. It's kind of like a vehicle, like a putting it, getting on a bus and, and mm. it can go in your skin at a deeper level and faster that way. And oh, oils great. are very um, aromatic. So they evaporate very quickly. So putting them in a carrier oil actually helps you get the most use out of them. Interesting. That's very interesting. Yeah. I love using them for my castor oil pack. And I know that castor yes. oils are really, really, really good carrier oil, especially because how it 
deep it can go transdermally. So definitely, you know, castor oil has a lot of benefits. I love using castor oil packs. I, I like to use Zendocrine blend as I know mm-hmm. you do too. It's great for detoxification, but specifically castor oil for a carrier oil, it's pretty thick and sticky. Yeah. So you want to think about, you probably wouldn't want to use that just in general as a carrier, something like coconut, probably coconut oil is the best and easiest, mm. most absorbed one that you would want to use in general, but castor oil, especially on a pack on your stomach yeah. or liver. Like, yes, definitely. Yeah. I would not just like randomly put castor oil, like on my legs. <laughs> well, I just or... wanted to make sure the listeners <laughs> knew that too. I Because it is sticky. I know. And like when you've got the pack over, it's perfect. Cause then it's going to like stay there. It's going to do what it needs to do. But like on your skin, it's, it's yes. pretty heavy. It is. <laughs> and, and your hair, it's nice too. I love using it in my hair and like I'm trying to think like Lang Lang's a nice essential oil that I'll put in my hair sometimes. So like those are good. And because it kind of makes my hair smell nice all the time, but, um, okay. So for inflammation where Copaiba is a good one, we'll use a carrier oil, coconut oil. I know is a good, a good carrier. What are some others that are like staples, whether your kids bump their knee, they maybe get a scrape. Yeah, sure. Um, you know, lavender, I feel like is one that every home should have. Mm-hmm. Lavender is super good for soothing um, any type of skin irritation. So, you know, bug bite, bee sting, um, mosquito bite, like all of the things that are like itchy and burning. Um, definitely lavender is one of the first ones that I'll turn to. And my kids even know like, all right, I got a bug bite, you know, give me, give me some lavender. Where's the lavender at? Because it works super well. It's a, it's actually a natural antihistamine. So it takes the itch away pretty quickly. So, you know, you're thinking about swapping things out, Benadryl cream, just use lavender, easy swap. I mean, it it, is very effective as well. Yeah. I always have. I had this really weird rash on my face earlier, a few months ago, and everyone was like, oh, go get some, you know, go get some cortisone cream or some Benadryl. And I'm like, nope, I'm going to just put some (laughs) essential oil on it. And within a few days, like I put some oil and some other stuff on it too, but the lavender really knocked it out quickly. And Mm -hmm. my husband got, he, he gets lit up by mosquitoes. I don't know why. I mean, we're the same blood type and I heard that they don't like O negative. Yeah. I'm not sure that is. He, we're both O negative and he just gets the wrath and I don't get anything. But well, hey, he just be happy. <laughs> I know. And so he had like so many bug bites on his arm and I'm like, oh, let's get the lavender. Or like if he's got a headache, I'm like, oh, here's the peppermint. It's so funny because like I was actually speaking to someone this morning and like literally like the staples, pep- peppermint, lavender, uh, frankincense. I have those pretty much with me wherever we go. If we're yeah. hiking in the mountains, like in the middle of nowhere, I've got all of those oils. Like if we're traveling and we're on a plane, like I ha- always have like my staples because it's just nice to have a natural remedy on hand in place of like, I don't have Benadryl in the house. Yeah. I don't have all of these different, I don't, I truthfully, we don't even have Advil or Tylenol, which I, that might be extreme. No, we just I don't, don't need, we extreme. just don't need it. Yeah, I agree. Nope. If we yep. needed it, we'd go to the store, but I, I literally never see a need for it ever Yeah, <laughs> so I far. Yeah. Um, no, I agree. Lavenders and, and lavender is honestly one of my favorites that I diffuse it in the office all the time, especially because I want to create like a, a de-stress, a place of healing, like a really comfortable environment. So when people come and get treated or whether we're doing consultations or whatever, that they feel mm-hmm. like, oh, like immediately, like they're getting that aromatic benefit of stress yes. relief, anti-anxiety, that if they feel that it's a comfortable, safe healing space. I had someone walk through the door the other day and they're like, oh my God, as soon as I walked in the building, I smelled the lavender and they're like, oh my God, I couldn't wait to get in your office. And <laughs> It's Love just that. like, it's, it's immediate. It's just like 
so soothing. And like, if I have a stressful day, I'll always use it with like my meditation. Sometimes I'll bring it into the sauna and just like breathe it and really like get the benefits. But I'd say that's probably the oil that I use the most. Yeah. I mean, it's been, it's been studied up there with anti-anxiety medications for sure. And, you know, using it internally is also gives you a lot of good benefits with that as well. And, you know, I wanted to mention as far as with the, um, uh, and, uh, and a histamine benefits, it also is really great to use that one internally, not only topically, but if you suffer with, um, if you just got a bad breakout, you know, just bad allergies, you can definitely use that one internally. And I would, I would encourage people to do that. And with internally, you would encourage only high quality oils because oh, yes. there's, yeah, like you do not want to just be putting like the now brand essential oil Mm-mm. in your water. <laughs> no. And you know, I'm, 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 I'm all for people wanting to do things more naturally and, and I, and I get like being on a budget and, and trying yep. to do things that way. I mean, I'm definitely, I'm, I want to do things the most efficient way possible. But the thing with this is, I mean, I don't want you to waste your money. You know, d- don't think that you can go get an oil from a store shelf or at a gas station. It'd be the same thing and you get the same therapeutic benefits. It's just not going to happen. No. And, and I've just heard so many people, you know, oils don't work and I'm, you know, Every oil doesn't work for every person the same for sure, but what, how are you using it and what quality do you have? Like that, that's something that we should all be looking at. And I would much rather you have a bottle of lavender that's 20 bucks or a lemon that's $10 versus, you know, going in having a lot of other oils that are less expensive, but don't necessarily work that well. And they last forever. I mean, oh, you yeah. don't need, when you're, they're high quality, well, you well I guess a couple drops. You- Yeah, you don't need that much. But what I guess is like the differentiating, like I I can tell a difference when I open up my lavender versus like a lavender at the drugstore, right? I mean, it's just the other one just smells like alcohol. It doesn't even smell like true lavender. But what what is it exactly about the quality that if people are searching for essential oils that they want to be looking for? Yeah, well, the, the sad thing is they can put whatever they want to in the bottle. And yeah. they can put organic, 100% pure, like no, nobody's really regulating these. And that's actually why this company was started, because there were no truly pure oils on the market at the time. And these, you know, the, the people that started were very passionate that they wanted to bring the best quality oil to, you know, the public. And so, you know, simply looking at the bottle is not necessarily going to give you a great indication about what's in there. Mm-hmm. And, and so you, you got to do a little research, you know, find someone you trust, do your own research online. There's, there's lots of different things you can find, but I will tell you the essential industry is one of the most adulterated out there. And that just simply means that people know that, that these have benefit and they just, they take, they take some lavender and it's not as high a quality to start with anyway, but then they mix it with other things so that they can get a, a higher quality, you know, higher, excuse me, quantity of, of liquid and just sell it, you know, as it's, as all these claims on the bottle. But really what it comes down to is what components, constituents are in the oil. And so there's actually third party testing that you can send a bottle of essential oil off to. It's called APRC. And they can test it for you and tell you the quality of it. You know, if you're somebody that really loves information and really loves to do your own research, I, I encourage you to do that. And that really is what will tell the tale is what constituents are in that oil. Oh, that's awesome. That's so cool. Yeah. And I know that doTERRA is pretty, they're very transparent about 
all of that stuff. Like they're very transparent about their sourcing and it was really cool. I mean, I know that you went to the conference, but I was trying to watch a little bit. Unfortunately, I didn't get to watching as much as I would have liked, but Mm -hmm. talking about how they're creating so many jobs in other countries and how they're sourcing so responsibly, because if you think about it, I mean, you have to use a lot of a natural compound to like put Mm -hmm. all in essential oil into a bottle. So you want to make sure that you're doing it ethically as well. Like you don't want, you want to make sure that it's serving the environment because you have to use a lot of lavender to just put a little bit in a bottle, you know? Definitely. And so, and, and where they're sourcing these at, you know, they go wherever in the world that these grow in the wild and they are the best, um, they're going to be the best quality plant that they can start with. And so in a lot of these areas, they're, they're poor people. And this, these are the really only ways that they can make money. And so people take advantage of that and they don't, they have poor practices there. And so, you know, we have, doTERRA actually has 99% propri- proprietary with their um, growers. That means that those growers will only work with doTERRA because they know that our quality is there and they know that they're going to get paid on time and fair wages. And even above that, you know, when we go into these places, you know, even in somewhere like Haiti, source vetiver from Haiti, and um, they went there for the first time and realized these people don't even have running water. They're having to walk three hours one way, you know, get the water, walk three hours back. I mean, it would take forever, you know, to just get water to these people. And so they, they, they gave them one running water, you know, the, the, they gave them a well and they've done so many different things like schools and medical, um, uh, personnel in those areas to just really make a difference in these people's lives where they really wouldn't have had any of these opportunities otherwise. That's amazing. And I always talk about voting with your dollar, whether it's supporting companies that are making transparent products or supporting companies who are doing good. And that just makes me so happy to know that like I'm putting my money into not only clean and healthy oils, but oil, like a company that's making the world a better place, which I think that's so, so, so important, especially in today's day and age. We really, as the consumer, have the power to dictate like the world that we would like to see. Yeah. And I think that if we can doing it by purchasing things that we believe and companies missions that we believe in. And so I think that that's so, so, so important. And I'm so glad that that was a part of this conversation because Mm -hmm. that goes so much deeper than just, okay, these are oils, how we use them, whatever, but like that company might be not ethically sourcing things and they might be underpaying the people that they work for and, or they work with and Mm -hmm. all these things. And I mean, that's very, very common. I mean, you look at the beauty and cosmetic industry and that's, that's huge. I mean, child labor, they're mining in these minerals for these like mineral oils and talc and things like that. And that's why I'm a really big supporter of beauty counter because they, Uh they are very, very smart with where they choose. And it's just, it's, it's really important. Like for all of these people out here who like are passionate about making our world a better place, which I think that most people are. I just don't truly think that we're as educated sometimes on where things are coming from and at what cost. And so I think that if we can Mm -hmm. kind of bring that conversation to the table, I think that's really, really important. No, I agree. And I think sometimes people just don't take the time to look into these things maybe, and they don't really understand how important that, that, that their one choice could be in the whole grand scheme of things. But totally. just, just speaking on the links that they go to make sh- certain that no s- step is skipped, 
I mean, every single time I go um, and, you know, listen to certain things and even go to the convention, they they um, give us all the new science and things that they're doing. I mean, it just kind of blows my mind that they, even though it's more expensive and it's more um, time invested, they're they're not going to skip a step because ultimately one, we want to bring the oils, you know, to the most people. And, and really that includes um, having dosing and having different scientific studies so that we can show efficacy, even though we already know as consumers that they work um, now that we have. Um, studies to show that. And what was really exciting to me was that they announced that we have the first pharmaceutical grade essential oil and that's lavender. That's so, so what does that mean? Know. Yeah. What does that mean? Good question. So whenever, you know, we learned in pharmacy school about how a drug is brought to market, you really have to have years of studies to show its consistency and its effectiveness. And so those are two of the main things. And of course, no side effect, you know, side effect profile, of course, goes along with that. But when you think about what it means to have a pharmaceutical grade oil, um, and you know, in general, we're talking about quality oils here. We're not saying that other, I'm not saying that other companies don't have any quality oils. They might, you know, there are definitely other pure oils out there, but are they pure consistently? And are other things in that, within that company pure? So you might could get a pure I don't know, tea tree from X company. But if you buy lavender from that company, is it going to be pure? It's not consistent there. And so that's what they've been able to prove over time with doTERRA's lavender specifically. They've done studies on this to show its consistency and its purity over time. And so that's really what it is. Each time you buy a bottle of lavender, it's going to have the same purity and consistency. And so that's really the only way that you can do studies on these, that why universities and, and prestigious doctors and, and people that really want to invest in these studies, they'll only work with doTERRA because you can't study an oil that's not consistent and that's not pure. So, you know, that's just, this is kind of just the tip of the iceberg as far as how, you know, when we think about having a pharmaceutical grade oil, this is only the first one and there eventually all oils will be considered pharmaceutical grade that doTERRA has because of the, their commitment to quality and purity. And we'll also have dosing, you know, we're, we're going to know the half-life of what lavender mm -hmm. is, what copaiba is. Um, they're working towards that. And to me, that makes me super excited because you really need that when you think about, uh, you know, suggesting these to use to clients and knowing, you know, I have this proof that, you know, you need to take copaiba three times a day because a half-life is three hours. Mm -hmm. So to me, that's, that makes me really excited. That's so cool. And I've, I know that you were able to, um, you gave a talk and mm -hmm. so, what, what are some like bullet points or like spark notes from things that you had talked about at the conference, unless we already have covered it? Oh, no, I actually told my story. Um, I told my story about, you know, having problems conceiving and then how that led me to, to find natural solutions and share them with others and things. I did talk about, um, within that, the Lifelong Vitality Pack, which is a supplement pack that doTERRA has. And again, that same purity and consistency goes into everything that they do, which includes supplements. So I talked about that and just how it's really foundational for health. Awesome. That's so yeah. cool. Oh my gosh. I saw that and I was like, oh my God, I cannot <laughs> believe that you did that. That's so cool. I'm just, I'm so honored that they asked me. Um, I just, I think a lot of, of the integrity, you know, of the owners and of that company. And so it was just a really big honor to be asked. That's amazing. So what are, okay, if you had to go on a deserted island and you had to bring five oils, what are those oils that you would bring and what are the ways that you 
like to use those oils? Okay, great question. Um, the first one would be frankincense. Uh, I feel like it can be used for so many different things and it really helps keep your cells healthy, helps keep inflammation down. I would definitely be taking that with me. Um, I like to use frankincense one or two drops under my tongue twice a day. That's how I like to use it. I feel like it provides me with, um, just overall health benefits, but definitely, you know, brain fog can tend to, to creep in and just maybe even fatigue in the afternoons. I don't have any of that. And so I, I feel like this place is a big part of that. It also helps with anxiety as well and just getting overwhelmed, uh, you know, easily. And I feel like this helps me be able to, to kind of stay steady throughout the day. Yeah. So frankincense is one for sure. Next one I'm bringing is Melissa. And oh. Melissa is one that... I think most people maybe have heard of it, but they probably looked at the price and thought, wow, <laughs> that's out of my price range. It is one of the most expensive oils. Um, and it, for good reason, it takes a ton of plant material to make one small bottle of Melissa. That's why it's so expensive. But Melissa has a lot of very um, potent antiviral properties. So it, it works great um, to boost your immune system to kind of um, what if something's going on in your body, Melissa is probably the fastest way to, to get that, you know, in the right direction. But it also really helps with your mood and anxiety and um, just to keep you steady again. So these kind of these two are sort of my staples for that. Awesome. So that's another one. Um, I'm definitely bringing lavender because, I mean, if you're on a deserted island, you're probably going to get bit or stung or something <laughs> like that. So <laughs> definitely bringing that with me. It's excellent for sunburn. Might get mm -hmm. sunburn on the island. Um, but lavender yeah, you might be stressed. You yeah, might be stressed. You might be stressed. Uh, lavender is very versatile that way. Um, I, I would say adaptive would be one that I would oh, I bring love with that me. One me too. So like that much. is my go-to for stress. If I'm feeling Same. overwhelmed or stressed, it's an, it's a blend that is just so expertly made. I actually did a podcast only on just breaking down the oils and in the blend, the oil blend and in the supplement, it was just so amazingly put together, but it really helps to be able to, um, to modulate stress in your body and for you to be able to work through things throughout the day and not feel so overwhelmed. Um, and just in general, it just smells amazing. So oh my God, it's so good. I can't even describe it. I was, it's so funny. I asked Nick, I'm like, Nick, what would you say is in here? He's like, eucalyptus, lemon. And I'm like, no, and no. I'm like, you can't tell the orange is like the first, <laughs> you notice it first. I'm like, he's got a bad nose, but yeah. it's just so good. I'm always having that diffusing in the bedroom at night. Cause typically like our nighttime routine is very like wind down. We're very mm -hmm. busy throughout the day. So I've got the adaptive going, we go out of the sauna and it's just, oh, it's amazing. Like sometimes yeah. I'm just diffusing it. A lot of times I like applying it to the soles of my feet. Um, and I feel like I pass out in minutes. I mean, yeah. I'm, I have no hard, I don't have a hard time sleeping anyways, but adaptive. I'm so glad that you said that one, because that mm -hmm. is one that I feel like a lot of people miss out on. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's really one of my favorite, the scents, especially, but the way that it, you can use it throughout the day, like it's one I use probably the most throughout the day. Um, I really like to just put it right here on my wrist, um, mm -hmm. or even on the back of my, you know, behind my ears. And then I also love to take the supplement. You told me I can only bring five things, so I'm not bringing the supplement, <laughs> but I really love the supplement. Um, it has herbs and oils and it really helps to modulate just activity in the brain and in the body to help you to be able to better cope with stress throughout the day. 
So adaptive. So frankincense, Melissa adaptive. I'm definitely bringing some type of citrus oil, um, probably tangerine. Um, mm. it, it, not only does it taste great in water, I love to put a couple drops in my water, but it really helps with um, your liver and kidneys. So it helps them to be able to work properly. It helps increase glutathione, which is a master antioxidant. So it just really helps to keep your everything moving. Um, and of course, it just tastes really great in your water too. So mm, I'm going to bring that one. Love it. Oh my gosh. You've got quite, you've got a little bit of everything. Yes. And then I'm going to top it off with Rose. So Mm -hmm. Rose is one that again, it's, it's a little bit more pricier, but I absolutely love it because it has so many emotional benefits, but it also has immune, like it helps to boost your immune system and it's great for skin issues as well. So kind of like lavender, but sort of on steroids. Um, Rose is something that I would always put on, um, any kind of, uh, bump or issue that maybe, you know, you're worried about it getting infected even, or maybe if it is looking more, you know, like that, it's kind of like the big guns, if you will. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if I'm going to be on a deserted island, I'm definitely taking the big guns. So, oh, definitely. Um, <laughs> so that would kind of be my lineup. <laughs> Love that. Oh my gosh. I don't know what I would bring. I feel like I'd bring, definitely bring adaptive, definitely bring frankincense. I probably would bring on guard. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I lavender, adaptive. You know what? I love the Immortal blend. That's like oh, a yeah, go-to. that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. It I is. know it's a little pricey, but I, that's like I use that in conjunction with my skincare, and I'm obsessed. I love oh, yeah. it. It's and awful. then I probably would bring Deep Blue because my muscles would be sore from walking around the island all day. True. Gosh, I would probably really <laughs> be sad that I didn't bring Deep Blue. It's okay. We can have a camp together, and then yeah. we can just bring ten oils. Love it. <laughs> Great idea. Um. It's, I just, I love them. And it's just so fun to be able to talk about them and nerd out because I, on my podcast, I haven't really talked about them yet. And it's actually really interesting. My last year of chiropractic school, the microbiology teacher was doing a study and she was using, so she was like the most hardcore, like, like harsh cleaner ever. Like her lab Uh was always spotless with like the the worst cleaners for our health, but and then unfortunately she had, she was diagnosed with cervical cancer. And I think that she, she's doing from what I know, okay now, and she's doing fine. Uh-huh. Um, but I think that was kind of like a paradigm switch for her to like kind of clean up some things in her lifestyle. And so she started using essential oils. I'm just making a sh- long story yeah. short. And this is what kind of like a summarized version of what I think was going on. But anyways, and she started doing some studies. She was doing a study in terms of like cleaning and how these oils do in terms of cleaning. Cause when I tell people that like, I don't use bleach, I don't use any of these harsh cleaners. I just use, you know, like a ba- branch basics concentrate, the doTERRA concentrate. And then uh-huh. I just add more oils. And they're like, that, that's not going to get everything. I'm like, yes, it is. They yeah. did a study and they had multiple Petri dishes uh, with bacteria. One, they use thyme um, essential oil, which is, that's a harsh one. They use tea tree oil. They used on guard. They used bleach they used, oh, what's that other like medical grade one, like the medical grade wipe, servicide? Oh yeah, I think Cavicide, so. whatever. Oh. They use that and then they use Lysol. Mm-hmm. Time, essential oil outperformed every single one. On guard was in second over all of them. So these essential oils beat out conventional lab cleaners <laughs> like bleach and I mean, disgusting yeah. things that people think that they literally cannot live without in their house. Yeah. If you'll just give them a chance, I promise (laughs) they will do a good job for you. Seriously. I mean, time is a harsh one. It's hard. Like it's doesn't necessarily smell the best, but I always have that one in like my bathroom cleaner or, I mean, that one's going to definitely help 
get rid of stuff. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, it is potent. I made the mistake one time of putting it on a pimple without a carrier oil, and Ooh, I think it snap. literally like burned my skin. <laughs> yeah, not not horribly, but like my skin was red, and I was like, okay, I'm not going to do that again. But these yeah. these oils, like they are medicine, they are powerful, and so you don't right. want to abuse them. You want to use them properly, um, but you know, if people want to learn more, they definitely should follow you and check you out, listen to your podcast. So tell people where they can find you, where they can connect with you. Of course. Um, so I do like to hang out on Instagram. Excuse me. Um, my Instagram handle is just my name, Carrie Cootie. That's K-A-R-C-O-O-D-Y. Um, I do have a website. This is my name, CarrieCootie.com. And, um, those, those two places are probably the best, um, things that I can kind of, um, send you to. And I really do love connecting on Instagram. So if you have a question about oils or if you, you know, connect with me over there, I answer every DM and, um, I love to, to create conversations there. So. Love that. Love that. Well, such a wealth of knowledge. I can't thank you enough for coming on and chatting today. It was so fun. And I'm I'm just so glad that you were the first person that I've talked about essential oils with Mm -hmm. really on my podcast. And so Mm -hmm. I'm really excited because I've been getting so many questions about them and I've really been wanting to take a deeper dive. And so I'm so glad that we were able to do that. Oh, such an honor. Thank you for having me. I've really enjoyed this. Of course.